Life is messy, our minds are messy, success is blinking messy. Join me, Charlotte Hopkins, on the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, where I'm opening up hearts, minds and souls to navigate life's unique messiness. Exploring identity, culture, belonging and success, I, along with some phenomenal special guests, will be sharing my own experiences, as well as impactful theories and top tips on how I help people unleash their incredible potential to take courageous action and build a life that they love. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. Hey, hi, hello, and a huge warm welcome to episode three, where we'll be talking about belonging and fitting in, but at what cost? And this has come from a piece of research I was just reading and some personal development work I've been doing as part of my work with an additional business I have, Change the Balance. And this piece of research started off with um, showing that 60% of female leaders feel more lonely as they progress up the, the progression ladder. And it got me really thinking about how we you know, as human beings, we crave connection, we crave belonging. And fundamentally, we want to see that we are influential, but impactful, that we're, you know, helpful. And and as human beings, we want to feel needed and that we're being constructive and um, really just having some kind of struggling to find my words here, great for a podcast, but really trying to make sure that they have this impact on the world. And the higher up you go, then the more responsibilities there comes and the more challenges that can often come for some people. And this new piece of research showed that, you know, 60% of female leaders felt more lonely. Interestingly, the research didn't necessarily show that males felt the same. Um, However, that's not really what I want to, to talk about because I'm sure there are plenty of males listening in who would say exactly the same. The, the, the more we progress up this kind of perceived area of success, then the more we may have to tone down what we say or our personal opinions, the more we have to maybe show up with um, a different kind of identity. And I do a lot of work around stigma and judgments and discrimination and worked for a really long time with people who've been quite marginalized in society. So belonging and connection is something that I've studied um, for a really long time. And identity is something that I just find incredibly fascinating. And the idea that we have different characters and different identities isn't something that's probably very new to you. But I want to explore a little bit more about that and whether it's impacting the happiness that you have within your your life. Now, I know this is a new podcast, so if you're new to my world, you'll know that happiness is not something I strive for every day, all day. It would be exhausting. (laughs) You know, I'm quite a happy person generally, and I have lots of energy. However, definitely happiness is not my go-to emotion. But we do have to consider how the way that we and present ourselves has an impact in the world to make sure that we're sticking true to who we are and making sure that like in here in 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 our in our soul we are really who we want to be and yes there's an element of change and yes there's an element of code switching however that has to be a conscious decision not a reactive decision So to kickstart the session off, I'm just going to talk about an experience that I went through as a senior leader. And that was before I started my my training and consultancy business. 
And I was a senior leader in a role. In all fairness, I thought I was taking a sidestep from one company to another. It was a really different, not only a different sector, but it was a really different cultural environment. So I 100% hadn't prepared for that. And to say that I was a square peg in a round hole is probably just a really nice way of saying I felt really out of my depth. And it wasn't that I'd exaggerated on my CV. I knew what I was doing and I could take eight out of 10 of those boxes that was needed. I'm a fast learner and I'm prepared to learn. I am prepared to make mess ups. I'm prepared to not quite get it right. However, think I really underestimated those two out of 10 parts of the job description that I would take it would take some time to grasp and the more I tried to conform the more I became a very sturdy square peg that was chipping away so I was trying to make myself make myself fit into this round hole and it didn't really matter what I was doing it just wasn't quite right and it meant that I was struggling at the work that I needed to do so it was an operational management role and I'm a very strategic thinker so I can see the bigger picture the space and the place that the company was in at the moment needed really quick action and I can take quick action but I didn't think the quick action that we were taking was going to have a long-term solution and I've just found myself more and more stifled in my kind of creativity, which is just naturally who I am. I'm, you know, not necessarily the, I'm a bit of a quality geek, but I'm not necessarily that person who's going to do everything in a kind of structured order. There's structure, I liken it to a bit like a jigsaw puzzle or a bowl of spaghetti. My brain and the way that I work is like a bowl of spaghetti. So anybody looking in sees this chaotic you know mass of noodles but actually or spaghetti strings but actually we know that there's probably only 20 spaghetti strings in your bowl of spaghetti and if you were to lay them all out in a nice like logical order they would look lovely and organized that's not charlotte's brain <laughs> that's not the way my brain works so what i found was that the solutions i was coming up with weren't always resonating with the team with my manager um, and that didn't mean that she was wrong, but it certainly didn't mean that I was wrong. So I found myself, um, and I now know in this concept of code switching, and code switching really can have both a positive and a negative effect. So if we look at lots of the theories around social norming, for example, you know, we become the sum of the people that we're, we're surrounded by. If we think that we're going to stick out for all the wrong reasons, or we think that we're going to be challenged on something, or we've maybe challenged and given our rationale and it hasn't really resonated in the right way, then what happens is we often revert back to something called code switching where we sit within the norms of what's going on around us. Now, this term code switching, I hadn't really heard of up until recently. And this is through some work that I've been doing with Damien and Sabrina Shady. Sabrina Shady in particular is my business bestie. Um, for Change of Balance and Damien's her husband and he did an amazing talk at our conference in 2022 
And it was all about code switching and how he as a black man had learned to code switch to progress his career and to make sure that he was he was moving on. And this this really resonated with me in particular. I'm Welsh. I was quite young as a mum. So I was a single mum for a little while. And I definitely at times know that I've had to curb my my accent, for example, and I've been told multiple times that I should sound less Welsh because it makes me sound stupid sometimes. Yes, that's an actual quote that I've had from people. Um, and the idea that we can't step into our world as we are 100% authentically. And I really resonated with this. And I really resonated, obviously I'm not a black person, but I could really resonate with the structural disparities that we have um, in the UK in particular, but across the globe. And I could see how, yes, it's something that helps. So if we look at the this kind of success pathway, depends on where we want that success, depends on where we want that influence and that impact, we need to kind of meet people where they are. And I'm a huge fan of meeting people where they are. I really believe in that, that term, if that's what you want to, to kind of um, term it as. However, as in this, this role that I was doing in a senior leadership role, I really felt that it was at the detriment of me and who I was and my value set. And I was being asked quite rightly, because that was the job, to do tasks that didn't feel right. I was being asked to challenge operational managers in the delivery of what they were doing, but they they were already working at capacity. And I couldn't see that there was another way of working. So that my way of working um, was absolutely would have worked in the long term, but it needed much quicker action than that. And I wasn't prepared to push those managers to be um, and be quicker and do more in what they were doing. So as I was conforming and the code switching came in for me because I would be wearing suits, the code switching came in because I stopped wearing my hair curly, the code switching came in because I always made sure I had hair and makeup on, the code switching came in because I found that I was talking with less of an accent. So when I looked at how I was portraying myself, nothing was wrong with that. I was absolutely on the periphery of who Charlotte Hopkins was. But what I really realized was that it was quite reactive to the situation that was happening in front of me. Now you see Charlotte sat here in a much more informal dress. I do occasionally wear heels and suits, but very, 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 um, very occasionally. Um, I do, you know, my accent isn't particularly strong, but it is there and it's present. I'm so vain that I won't even go to the gym without a bit of makeup so it was elements of yes that's true it was elements of me who were there what I realized though was I deep down was questioning who I was I wasn't portraying who I was therefore I found myself sitting on hands in meetings and the worst bit the bit that really resonated for me was I realized that I had stopped even sharing my opinions. And again, those people who know me, and as you get to, to come with me on the journey of the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, you will know that I have no problem sharing my opinions with those of you who are prepared to listen. But I found myself not even wanting to share those opinions. So I could feel myself shrinking. 
not physically because I kept eating and that's a whole different kind of podcast that I'm not going to get into now um but I have got a, a future episode planned where I'm going to talk about my gloriously messy journey of weight gain um and this really started when I was working within this organization because I found I'd lost my voice so Yes, I was belonging to the team, but I didn't feel I fitted in. And like I said, this was nothing to do with that organization. Um, they've gone on to do amazing stuff. And I'm really proud of the work that the, both the operational and senior leadership teams have done there. But it was never going to happen with me. And that was a really important thing for me to understand. So just this idea that I needed to become more conscious in how I fitted in was really, really important to me. So I talked a little bit in the last episode about this idea that we have to have five people around us. And there's lots and lots and lots of research showed. I'm not sure whether it is specifically five people, um, but when you look at the research that shows you are the sum of the people around you, then it's a really important part of how we move forward. Um, and I've worked really closely with, you know, like I say, hundreds of people who have been making major life changes, big decisions. And who do we speak to first when we want to make major changes? Our friends and family. And this is the bit where I have to be really careful because sometimes our friends and family are toxic. <laughs> yeah, I said it. That was no careful choice of words there, was there? Just came straight out. I told you I was opinionated. Um, but actually what we need to look at is that, that environment and the people that you're asking for advice and help from. So for example, I am recording a podcast, as you know, we're on episode three and I am known for talking. So those people who I have asked, who I know will be supporters will go, goodness me, no wonder it's about time. Of course you are. They will absolutely embody and support that. I may have some friends who would support it, but would go, oh God, why would you want to do that? Why do you want to put yourself out there? I've got um, a, a close family member who said straight outright, don't talk about me. I know, sorry, I am talking about you, but in a nice way, and this is all I'll talk about. But when we look at those people, we ask for advice. We have to be really cautious and conscious about who we're gathering that feedback from. We have to be really um, understanding about where and what advice we're gathering. We have to really think about who we're trying to belong and fit in and around. So if we're stressed at home, for example, and we're talking about creating a new business or a career promotion, then sometimes our partner might not be the best person to ask. If we're in an environment in work and let's say, for example, you know, We've got a group of friends who are our peer friends and we go in and we, you know, have grown together and built together. If we then talk about maybe applying for the leadership role or maybe changing jobs, are they necessarily always going to be as supportive? Now, that's for one of two reasons. One, they probably just really like your company and don't want you to move on. But two, human nature sometimes means that we don't want to see people adapt and change and, and kind of be as authentically happy as they can be because maybe we're not or they're not authentically happy. So when we look at that belonging, we need to really think about how we're portraying ourselves. We need to really think about the people that are around us. We need to really think about how and who we're connected with so that we can get the right kind of support so that we're not doing it to, to conform, but we're doing it because it's the right thing to do for us. So how do we know? 
how do we know when we're conforming and code switching and it's right? And how do we know when we're code switching and conforming and it's not right? Well, I'm a big believer in feeling. The head is great. The head will tell us all sorts of nonsense. My head for a really long time, despite all of the evidence has said, why are you doing a podcast? Logically, I'm a talker. So why would I not do a podcast? So when we look at how I've processed with that, what I needed to do is tap back into my intuition. I needed to really understand what my core values were, what I really believed, what made sense to me as a person, regardless of what made sense to my husband or to my mum or to my children or to my friends or to my business partner even. I needed to really understand what that meant and what the difference was. And I think the only way you can really do that and really tap into your intuition is to bring a sense of peace into your body. We're all familiar with that time where we feel this real discomfort in our belly. We maybe have some slight kind of ickiness in our chest, maybe some sweaty palms, maybe a lump in our throat, but mainly it's that butterfly, that grumble in the belly that says something's not right. And when we're able to take a step back and consider you know, not only the networks we're part of, but when we're feeling that, when do we feel this discomfort? When do we feel this sense of unease? We're able to really think about who and what and where that impact is having. And life is too short. It's not a dress rehearsal. <laughs> life is here for one life. Therefore, you have to ask yourself, are you really prepared to um, continue to not show up in the way that you want to show up? Are you prepared to continuously kind of chip away at that squareness to make yourself fit into that round hole? And that's something I do a lot of work with, with my one-to-one -one clients. One of the things we really look on at is from a success point of view, there's lots of this history where you'll have huge success and huge times where you've been the best human being that you could have been at that time. And what happens with a lot of the people I work with is they get stuck. They get stuck in this narrative. They get stuck in this, but I belong and I fit in here and now. But that's where I ask them at what cost? Because for lots of the people that come to me to work with them, they want bigger impact. They want more professional influence. They want to create success, but on their own terms. And for unfortunately for lots of them, they hit this age of a magic roundabout number of 40, maybe 50, um, we work around this age where we just go, I don't want to settle for this anymore. And it happened to me. Um, COVID was a blessing because it allowed me to have that time to sit back for me. And, you know, I was really fortunate not to have been impacted or, or lost anyone during COVID. And, and I'm like, gosh, my heart goes out to those of you who have. For me, it was a time of calmness and I was able to reflect on what I really wanted in my life my business changed the the desire to grow this big kind of at the time multinational consultancy provider absolutely went I didn't want that there was such a different train of a, an approach to what I needed to do that and I realized that I had gone on this this journey to create this business based on something that I had just followed from previous um, employment. When I looked at what I really wanted, it was to make an impact on people's lives. It was to share this 20 plus years of 
knowledge and wisdom and insight and skills. I've got skills and tools coming out of my ears that can really help people like you who are listening to go, okay, yeah, I want success and I want to create success on my terms. So what I'm going to ask you to do today, apart from subscribe, I know, but I'm a new podcast. That's what we're all meant to do. So hit the subscribe button and make sure you tell your friends if you think this is something they'll love. But have another freebie for you. So last week I asked you to download the manifesto and that's all about how you can embrace the mess to create your success. This week I want you to download our second workbook, which is our second freebie, completely free. I think it's about 21 pages. Um, It's an amazing training program that I've previously delivered to a group of professionals made into a workbook that you can work through in your own time. And it's a self-directed workbook called Taking a Step Back. And it's all about how you can reflect on how your work and your surroundings are impacting your happiness. So three things to do. Hit subscribe, tell your friends and go and hit the link below and download the self-reflection workbook. Thank you for listening in and I will look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye.